Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Amy from What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Solving your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. This week's question came from our very active Facebook group, facebook.com slash whatfreshhellcast. Moms answer and ask all kinds of questions for each other on there. So if you're not part of that group, come join us. Anyway, Jennifer in the group asked, any thoughts on how to get my eight-year-old son to listen or read anything outside his go-to genre? Jennifer, you don't specify what genre that is, but I'm going to suspect it's the Captain Burpalot and the Poopy Pirates from Boogertown kind of stuff, which is... Didn't exist when I was growing up, but it definitely was all both of my boys wanted to read when they were that age. My overall piece of advice is from one of their grade school teachers, because I was talking to her about this. How do I get them to read anything that isn't that? And her response, which surprised me, was that she didn't care. She wanted them to read, and the boys loved reading those books, and she loved that they were reading, and who cares? Let them read as much of that as they want to. So that is comforting in a way, and she doesn't know what she's talking about. But yes, at some point, you do have to diversify slightly. And so here are some things that might work, have worked for me. The the thing you have to keep in mind, speaking of education professionals, is that kids first have to learn to read before they can read to learn. We, as grownups and older kids, read about things that they're interested in. But when you're young, you're still learning to read. And I don't just mean in the kindergarten, first grade kind of way. Some kids even still like second grade, third grade, older than that, are still decoding, really working as they read. And so the subject matter itself has to be really enjoyable, really enticing, really funny, whatever it is, because it's still hard work for them. So your kid might still be a little bit in that phase anyway. As he becomes a more confident and fluent reader it becomes easier to help your kid find books that are about the things that they're interested in. Volcanoes, whatever. I remember one of my sons got really into Pompeii. There was a popular song about Pompeii and I told him what that was and he was fascinated. So we found a book about it and then another book about it. Really, really cool stuff in the world that you can get them interested in. There's a series of nonfiction books called You Wouldn't Want to Be. And it's like, you wouldn't want to be a peasant during the French Revolution. You wouldn't want to be 
living in Salem during the witch trials, stuff like that. And they deliver with funny, gross out details and stuff, tons of history. And I think that those are a great resource for this kind of kid to move towards something a little more sophisticated. So check those out. If they're reading about the New England Patriots or kitty cats, as long as they're reading, it doesn't really matter. The trick is, I mean, I don't have to tell you, you're pushing back against decreased consumption, right? I know I I read many fewer books than I used to when I didn't have a phone in my hand, and all of us are fighting the same battle. So modeling reading in front of your kids is also really potent. And it's not reading an article on your phone. It's not scrolling Facebook. It's putting the screens away, letting them see us use, whether it's a cookbook or it's an article in a magazine, just like reading on paper. And if you can set aside a reading hour, reading time, family silent reading, my kid's school calls it D-E-A-R, drop everything and read. Give it a shot. Call it something cool. Make it funny. Make it family. Make it we're doing it too, not just the kids. When I was little in the summertime, I mean, not little, fourth, fifth grade, I can remember my big summer's day activity was walking to the local library branch and handing back in the several books that I had read and getting some construction paper leaves put on my branch of the summer reading tree. And I wanted so much to make that branch look just so full of construction paper leaves. I know there was a prize at the end. It was probably like ice cream or something. I don't remember what it was. I think it was like an ice cream party at the library. That was secondary to me to seeing this visual proof that I had read all these books. And so that's something else you can try in your house if you can't get to the library this summer of putting it up, stickers, charts. And yes, maybe you do have to go for ice cream at the end, but something hanging in the middle of the house where your kid can see that you're proud of the books that he has read this summer, it might get you somewhere. And then there's a library. A lot of us don't go to libraries anymore because there's Amazon, there's Kindles, there's everything at your fingertips and who's reading anyway. But taking your kids to the library where they have a card and they can pick out as many books as they want is can be really, really powerful. And I think also that they can give up on a book. If they're 10 pages into a book and they don't think it's that interesting, there's another one. Try something else. Find something you like that they can be in charge of their choices and not stuck with something hard or boring. That also might make it a little bit easier. It doesn't sound like your kid is a reluctant reader, but in case they are, one thing that has worked for me is to get the audio recording of a book and the book and have my reluctant reader read along with the voice. That really helps too. Try all these things. Something will work. If they are reading Captain Underpants in the meantime, hooray, good for you. You're already winning. Jennifer, let us know how it goes. Send us your parenting questions and we might answer yours next. Email us questions at whatfreshhealthpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. 
I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.